This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you. And if you were with us earlier this week, you know we're talking about a very important subject because we are living in the end of the age. And that is that we need to be men and women who are led and sustained by the power of the Holy Spirit to be a distinctly different kind of people uh, from the rest of the world. And we have to be the strength in the very end of the days. And we primarily emphasize the fact that one of the distinguishing factors in our lives should be a reliance and demonstration that we live by the power of the Holy Spirit. And Junie read chapter Uh, in Hebrews uh, verse 12 and Hebrews 4, that the Lord clearly separates and divides soul from spirit. And one of the problems we face today as members of the body of Messiah is that we have not made that distinction very clear in our lives. And Shelley, that comes by the Word of God. Yes, That we need to be in the Word of God because it's the Word of God that divides for us the soul from the spirit, the bone from the marrow. And because Jesus lives in us, if we've given him our heart, we talked about being born again. It's his spirit, the spirit of truth, that divides for us our soul from our spirit. Amen. We touched on uh, scriptures in 1 Corinthians 2 that said we can only know the thoughts and things of God by the spirit of God. We read Romans chapter 1, verse 9, when Paul said, For God whom I serve in the Spirit. In other words, we cannot serve God in our soul or our flesh. We must serve God in the Spirit. Romans 7, 6, we read, We serve in newness of the Spirit, not in the oldness of the letter. So there's a number of scriptures. We also included 1 Corinthians six seventeen, Romans 6, 6. We spoke yesterday about 1 Peter 1, 3. So there's an absolute necessity for us in this final day to live in the Spirit of God. And we need to realize, Junie, that since the fall in the Garden of Eden, nothing else is intended for man's salvation but a new birth into the divine life. And throughout the Word of God, as we've been showing, it's been revealed that the power to produce that divine life is in the Holy Spirit of God. And yet... The same power that brought us into this new life, into this new nature, is so often and quickly neglected, and we resort to our own strength, our own intelligence, or our logic, to try to live that divine life. And it's impossible, 
There's nothing wrong with intelligence or academic knowledge, but neither of them will lead us into a newness of life. So what actually is God calling us? How is God calling us to live? Really, our life is in the Messiah, Him living His resurrected life in us, and through the power of the Holy Spirit. If you take away the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, there's not an act or word that can bring forth anything that is godly or divine. We can only offer that which we have received in the Spirit. And you know, Shelley, we see that in the life of Jesus when he came as the Son of Man in John chapter 5. If you have your Bibles, open them up with me to John chapter 5, verse 30. And this is Jesus speaking, so it's very powerful. I can do nothing of my own initiative. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because... I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Wow. So we see here in the life of Jesus that he lived by the will of his Father in heaven. And the things that he knew and saw in heaven were the things that he lived. And Jesus also told us, Shelley, that after his resurrection, he would send us the spirit of truth. So if we're born again, and we've given our heart and life to Jesus, the spirit of truth dwells within us. And if we ask him, if we look to him, and we choose to do his will and not our own, something changes. The working of God in us when we say, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. Lord, give me your mind. Jesus died that he that he might give us the mind of Christ. Lord, I don't want to live in what I think or I feel. I yield my will to yours and teach me to walk in the Spirit. In other words, just as the Father in heaven lived through Jesus and bore witness of who Jesus was, the resurrected Jesus lives in us as we yield our will through us which bears witness to the world that we must have been with Jesus. You know, when you stop and think about, Junie, how important that is, when you look at the power of the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus, how dare us live outside the realm of the Spirit? He was conceived by the Spirit. He was led by the Spirit. He was baptized in the Spirit. He went to the cross under the power of the Holy Spirit, and he was resurrected by that same power. So we need to see that we are being called to live, especially in this day and age, by the Spirit of God. And yet, Junie, there's three words that we want to emphasize by looking at three short scriptures. And those words are resist, quench, and grieve. For example, when we go to the book of Acts, chapter 7, this is the portion of scripture where Stephen was going to be stoned to death, the first martyr. We read in the testimony that he gave in his defense, he said, You men who are stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears are always resisting the Holy Spirit. And that's because they were blinded. The Holy Spirit, they did not uh, give themselves over to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And in 1 Thessalonians 5.19, we read, Do not quench the Spirit. And the way we quench the Spirit is when we continue to live on what we think or feel rather than turning to the Lord 
and praying, Lord, I give you my, my heart again. I yield my will and my mindset to you. Lead me and guide me by your spirit. Why? Because without him, we can do nothing. Really? Ginny, it's so powerful. And maybe you and I need to stop and just say, how often have we done these things? If we go on further and look in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, the word is clear, very definitive. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Very powerful. So if you have resisted, if you have quenched, if you have grieved the Holy Spirit, you need to repent and offer yourself up anew to the Lord that you want to be a man or a woman who are who is being led and led only by the Spirit as well as being sustained by the Holy Spirit of God. And we know, Shelley, that Jesus, Yeshua, was the Messiah for our people. And God spoke through the prophets to Israel. And we see the connection between Israel and the church because we as Ecclesia, the called out ones in the world who know the Messiah, need to live by the Spirit that we might fulfill that which he spoke through the prophets. So if you turn with me, I'm going to be reading out of Isaiah 63, verses 7 through 9. I shall make mention of the loving kindness of the Lord, the praises of the Lord, according to all that the Lord has granted us, and the great goodness toward the house of Israel, which he has granted them according to his compassion and according to the abundance of his loving kindness. For he said, Surely they are my people, sons who will not deal falsely. So he became their savior. In their affliction, he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them, and his love, and in his mercy, he redeemed them, and he lifted them, and carried them all of the days of old. Continuing on in verse 10 in Isaiah 63, But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Therefore he turned himself to become their enemy. He fought against them. Then his people remembered the days of old, of Moses. Where is he who brought them up out of the sea with the shepherds of his flock? Where is he who put his Holy Spirit in the midst of them, who caused his glorious arm to go at the right hand of Moses, who divided the waters before them to make for himself an everlasting name, who led them through the depths like the horse in the wilderness they did not stumble, as the cattle which go down into the valley... The Spirit of the Lord gave them rest, so didst thou lead thy people to make for thyself a glorious name. You know, Junie, the Word of God says everything was written in the Hebrew Scriptures for our instruction. And we see God was so good to the people. He, he brought them through the wilderness, the 40-year trek through the wilderness. He was good to them. And yet, what does it say? They rebelled and grieved the Holy Spirit. And you know, that, that says a lot to each one of us, Junie, doesn't it? We are grieving the Spirit, and we rebel against God. If we don't walk by the life of God within us, and we're told that we need to learn by Israel's mistakes, and it will also give us compassion when we see our mistakes, to live in the Spirit and pray for Israel. There's another scripture about our exhortation where Israel is concerned, and we find that in Ezekiel 36 
verses 24 through 28. For I will take you from the nations, gather you from all the lands, and bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you the heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will be careful to observe my ordinance. You will live in the land that I gave you to your to you and to your forefathers, so you will be my people, and I will be your God. And you know, Shelley, we have not seen that day yet, because Israel is not all saved. But when the Messiah returns, yes, they will all know Bless Jesus. Every knee will bow and tongue confess. And as the church, we need to pray for Israel, and we need to pray that God will teach us how to walk in his spirit, so we will not fall away in the days, weeks, months, and years to come because they are getting darker. Father, we thank you for alerting us in these, the final days of this age, to be men and women who live and move and have their being in you by living in and through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. And thank you that Israel will be redeemed. Yes. And part of that redemption is having the Holy Spirit of God dwell in them and be a blessing to God and to all nations. And we pray for this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website. Shelley and June That's Shelley and June Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.